0: what's going on everybody this is city wrestling radio and this this is the b show i'm your host Corey smith join me via um, a zoom meeting call conversation my co-host as always per every week every day mr michael rest of our lives for the rest of our lives on the b show till
1: till death do us part
0: oh that's cute but thank you mr michael vergara how are you today sir
1: tired it is 11.20 a.m. as of this recording. Ah, oh, don't and, date it. Uh, I could not I could not be any more happier.
0: There you go. Well, at least you got coffee right now. My coffee's all gone from earlier, and I don't get another cup until it's 1 It's gone now. One. Well. Gone now. There you go. Anyways, nonetheless, this, like I said, this is the B Show. Uh, we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite, NXT from last night. Also, some things that happened in the world of wrestling that weren't. Wrestling, you know, news. Uh, we hear some shows this week Dark Side of the Ring, the finale, Owen Hart, something, uh, a storyline I was very familiar with growing up, and I'm sure um, you remember a little bit. I mean, we've talked about it for a couple, a couple weeks, but we'll get into it a little bit more uh, when we talk about the news. Nonetheless, that's my fourth time saying that. Sorry, it's my word of the day. Got to get it out of there. Uh, follow, like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio, um, you know, because we post cool stuff on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. So check it out. Yeah, uh, let's get into the news, shall we?
1: I don't yes, want to waste any let's. time today.
0: Uh, I think our first piece of news is a very unfortunate piece of news. Uh, this past Sunday, uh, it's former... been quite
1: a week, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's it, well, it's it's been a roller coaster of a week. Um, this past Sunday. Uh, former WWF, or WWE superstar Shad Gaspar was in Venice Beach with his family When him and his son, uh, amongst other people I guess Were pulled in uh, with a rip by a riptide um, Kind of bringing them into the waters uh, They were uh, being saved by lifeguards at his last moments He pushed his son to safety to the lifeguards uh, Because they were trying to uh, save him first And he pushed his son uh, He said, no, save my son first And that's when the riptide and then took Shad under. Um, the the, um, the search was on for about that day until about nighttime. The next day, they had uh, pretty bad weather, so they called off the search pretty early. Uh, Wednesday morning, his body washed up on shore at Venice Beach at about 1.36 a.m., I believe. Um, I don't have yeah, the no news screen. in front of me. Uh, when two people were walking down the shore and found his body still in his uh, swim trunks. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it was really um, shocking to read that, you know, that morning waking up, and I was like, "What? No!" Like,
1: it's an unbelievably tragic story. Um, uh, yeah. It's normally, when these search, uh, when normally when these search stories come up, there's only kind of more or less one possible possible conclusion that ha- that would happen.
0: Well, like, granted, it was find them within but, an hour, or you know, and I'm not trying to be morbid, but it's it's know.
1: not usually within an hour. I mean, they called it they called it off within like they called off the search that day and then they found his body like i want to say around tuesday or wednesday wednesday morning wednesday morning yeah, and so washed
0: up on on uh, shore
1: yeah it's it's an unbelievably tragic story from all the accounts from everybody who worked with chad gaspard like even like even like without uh, outside the wrestling industry um, cuz he would work he would do you know movies for hollywood he was in birds of prey yeah. he was the last bad guy in that movie um <clears throat> that he was just a kind genuine individual who just who was just an infectious personality you know of like personality positivity yeah and so if it's any like if it's any consolation like shad gaspard will forever be remembered as uh, a selfless individual a selfless hero of yeah and that's probably going to be his enduring legacy. And
0: I think it goes without saying, you know, we our condolences to the friend's family and to you know our fellow fans of Shad Gaspars because you know uh, he wrestled. The crime time lo- was over. Yeah, crime time crime was time was very over, very over, especially in the day and age. I mean, it was kind of in a day and age when wrestling wasn't like it was kind of you know kind of teetering off um, for them to be over in that time, and it was it was great. I I always loved Crime Time. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's really Pretty sad. Wait, but what about your, um, your memories of Shad? Yeah, like, cause I feel like that. Cause my, was,
1: it, like, honestly, it was, begins and ends with crime time. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that was like, like you said earlier, like that, they, they were on the come up when I was on the come down in wrestling in general. This yeah. Was, it was post Benoit. It was, um, one of the segments I vividly remember was them trying to was selling Lita's uh, stuff. And I think that was her last day.
0: <laughs> yeah. And,
1: you know we don't have to get into that but that was that was definitely a segment
0: yeah they teamed with john cena for a minute oh of course um yeah no and like i remember like like you same kind of same with you is i was kind of falling out of wrestling at the time but i still watched and kept up and i remember and i liked crime time um he also crime time i guess wrestled in hood slam you know locally I wish In, I would have been there for... uh,
1: One other fun fact about mm-hmm. Shad Gaspard. he was the motion capture actor, according to Wikipedia, uh, the sources of all sources. He was the motion capture actor for Kratos from the New uh, God of War game.
0: I was, I was going to say, like Jax or someone from Mortal Kombat, hopefully, because he's got like that I big muscular physique.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it's a uh, it's a heart it's a heartbreaking tragedy, man.
0: Yeah. Um. And also. Um, <clears throat> Chad Gaspar, like not a lot of people have talked about this, but uh, the robbery he stopped, I guess, when he was in New Jersey at a local gas station, when he took the gun from some guy trying to rob the liquor store and held it on him until the police came it's just like damn dude that's
1: that's just that self that's just that's just who he is man selflessness to the core
0: and it really it, you know well, like well, i said willing to
1: risk his life for others and, and that's
0: that's the way he went out too is by you know saving his son because if you think about it like you know you can't sit here and say oh his son would have die. you know you, you never know what what you never know what what would have happened what could have happened yeah. um but yeah to he in his mind he was you know i'm putting my son's life before mine and yeah, it's, it's um, sad.
1: Another piece of, uh, another piece of, well, generally on the same tone, uh, Larry Sanka, uh, rest of wrestling media of, uh, wrestling, no, 411 mania.com. Uh, I would go to this site whenever I'd look for news. This would be always on the come up. Um, he, a uh, Larry Sanka, the, I want to say the, uh, like he's the, he's probably he's I think he's the head honcho over there, four one one mania. He has other people, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he has passed away. I'm reading off the four one one mania tribute site well this is just the news on his passing is in the news that left us all absolutely devastated we're extremely sad to announce the passing of larry sanka larry wasn't an, obviously an icon for his writing but more importantly he was an amazing husband and father who leaves behind a family that loves him dearly he was truly a good man who was full of positivity and had such a great sense of humor words can't express how much we will he will be missed Damn. um and yeah the, i every time i would look up like any random show um I would see review by Larry Sanka. Like, if you want, like, random mid-2000s WWE pay-per-views, you would find Larry Sanka. What? Like, this guy is a very was a very hard-working individual. And I just, I really do, I think it's in our best interest to really give a shout-out to all of wrestling media there. And you normally don't hear news about this, of this magnitude when it comes to wrestling media. And, yeah. I mean, I consider us a, a us media. So, like, just one shout-out from one... Brother
0: to another Yeah it's sad I mean I'm not familiar uh, With Larry Zonka um, But like you said you were very familiar You know reading his reviews Of WWE Pay-per-view so yeah I mean it's super unfortunate You know seeing anyone go out in the wrestling Industry no matter what uh, facet Of the wrestling industry uh, You work in So uh, What?
1: Condolences. Yeah.
0: Uh, now, shall we talk about more death uh, on art?
1: Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. Dark uh, Side of the Ring. Season finale.
0: Uh, well, apparently Dark Side of the Ring this week was the highest drawing um, episode of Dark Side of the Ring.
1: I mean, I would assume so because mm-hmm. the amount of promotion and like interviews that Martha Hart has been doing and, uh, Bringing... and amongst other people saying other shit for, um, for this subject. Yeah. Well, also- when
0: I was gonna say, also bringing the show to the highest rated show on Vice ever.
1: Yeah, Um, one might think like, uh, you think they're gonna continue on with this whole dark side? Like, you think you think they're gonna no? They're gonna continue on making dark side of the ring, or they're gonna do dark side of anything else? They'll probably do other
0: stuff. You know, they'll probably dark side of the court, dark side of the field, dark side of the. Keep going. Uh, uh, what do you call a roller derby um, track? Rink. Yeah, dark side of the rink. Oh, I like that. See, because it's just one, like one letter. <clears <Yeah>. <clears <throat> uh, nonetheless, uh, you know this week's episode was kind of uh, no joking matter. It was uh, over the death of Owen Hart? Uh, you know. Well,
1: one other note, actually. Just yeah. Uh, before I forget the this Owen Hart episode, um, they beat last week's NXT in every demo except <laughs> the 50 plus.
0: Well, you Which know, it's
1: interesting because you think the 50 plus would be familiar with the would be a lot more familiar with the subject matter. I think that's this happened like 20 years ago. I
0: think that's something also that has to do with a lot of the people that were older, that are familiar with this kind of were like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot to the story that a lot and I'm not going to sit here and, you know. Uh, beat the drum. Oh, watching
1: but. this Dark Side of the Ring, there was a like, knowing about the subject, any, and, like, beforehand, there was a lot more to this story that I previously just wasn't as familiar with. Uh,
0: yeah, was there over, was a couple yeah. things I felt like I was unfamiliar with. I mean, you know, with the, I knew the harness was faulty. I knew the...
1: Six pounds of pressure on uh, a two, a six, you, so, according to Martha, she says six pounds of pressure would just, uh, like, undo the buckle that he was attached to.
0: Uh, Yeah, so um, that is what happened when he was coming down from the arena or from these uh, rafters is that they had this harness on him or this, you know, just like hook that uh, with six pounds of pressure, it just instantly lets you go, Uh, which, you know, is
1: a logical thing to do when you're working when you're when your subject is a 220 pound professional wrestler.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, what do you what you think of this episode in general?
1: I thought I think it was the best one they've ever done. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, um, this was. I like felt like there was, was a lot to the story.
1: It was incredibly enlightening to really hear Martha Hart's voice in this. Um, I oh. was always just familiar with. Um, I was always familiar with Brett's side of the story. Like he would do interviews about how Martha, like, not to disparage Brett, like this is his opinion, but like. He would always uh, say how much how Martha he 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 was always the type that would kind of paint Martha Hart as sort of, I would lack of a better term, the bad guy in this in well, this situation. I, a lot in of the Hart to, family did. Well, the thing is, like, well, there there's certain levels to it too. Like the Brett was supportive of the lawsuit. Yes. Um, Stu Helen Hart they were supportive of the of the lawsuit. Ellie Hart, who was married to Jim Neidhart. And Diana Hart, who's married to a British Bulldog, were very much not supportive of the lawsuit because
0: I feel bad for my British Bulldog shirt today. I didn't even think about that.
1: And so because like they they weren't in favor of the lawsuit, and in fact, it was to a point where Martha and Martha would say this would would tell the story herself where she said Ellie Hart would fax legal documents, which was ostensibly their playbook, to WWE in exchange for jim knightheart and british bulldogs employment of the company and so this was it's an ugly it's an ugly story altogether but with brett he was always the type of he was always the person that would want martha hart to just to really just let wwe go just let wwe have control of owen hart's you know video legacy and just kind of just circulate his match library and like let them do this dvd and he and he was always of that he was always of that mindset there was i remember reading that he was mad at martha because he, she didn't include the tape library that owen was a part of f- in that lawsuit as well they settled but then he didn't she didn't include the video library yeah. that's what really set like brett off but no brett on this show uh which is kind of par for the course considering he wasn't really that favorable in really Montreal scoop but- they kind of did need him. I mean, considering he's his brother, um,
0: I, I felt like the show was a pretty good story, nonetheless. It, oh
1: yeah, no, it's it was it's good for what it is. But yeah, I'm saying
0: the, the like that the show didn't uh, need an interview by Brez. It would have been very supplemental and would have been awesome. Yeah, but uh, it was still good, nonetheless. Uh,
1: the it's re, it was really it was really heartwarming to see how well, well, like in a relative sense how well the family is today like martha hart the, the owen foundation the, where it's a nonprofit solely dedicated to single mothers um
0: well they do a lot of stuff i was actually listening to the dave Meltzer podcast with her um, he did an uh, interview with her last night and uh, they provide you know people with down payments on how to in learn make them learn how to budget their money out to get a homes uh give scholarships out to kids going to school at whatever you know, level of education you're working in whether it's ivy league or you know community college or trade school so they do a lot of good stuff um you know the thing that Well yeah no i was gonna say the th- the thing that really got me about the show is you know vince's attempt to fight back um at martha hart
1: well because he wanted the he wanted the set he wanted the court case not court case the the lawsuit to take place in Connecticut where they have home court advantage. Instead and of there's
0: the, no, uh, what was it? There's Kansas no, City. there's no punitive, uh, uh, whatever charges. Yeah. Also, um, I'm going to say this about Owen Hart. Wasn't a fan of his growing up. I wasn't like, didn't like, did not like the guy. I was just like, never really was like, well, was, was it because
1: he was a healer? Or was it because every like, well, part of that. Legitimately-
0: but also like I was just like a kid and I just I liked yeah. you know I liked Hogan and and The Ultimate Warrior flashy I was Yeah a kid. two
1: very very quality individuals I mean yeah everybody kid. looked up to them
0: Yeah 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 so um but looking back, holy shit! What? Who, who's this guy flipping, flipping, doing all these flippy things like it's, jumping off people's he, the back of their necks? And I'm like,
1: what? He was a prodigy. He what? Was the closest he was the closest to a prodigy that you were ever going to get. Oh my
0: a, god, a, that guy was incredible.
1: Family, he was a natural. He, I mean, I, I also, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit on the younger side, uh, relatively speaking. Yeah. So, Definitely. I. approached i saw owen hart's career in In retrospect way after the yeah in retrospect like i wa i would watch the his matches with brett i would watch his match with sean um i would didn't watch uh, well i wouldn't watch i would only watch his wwe stuff in fact i probably should go out and seek out his japan stuff and his stampede steed um there was a statement, and, you know, in light of all this stuff, like, WWE could have kept quiet and all this, but uh, Jerry McDevitt, a WWE lawyer, has since issued a statement to CBS Sports, and I quote, The reality is we never told our side of the story of what happened, at least not outside of the court. Uh, we told it, We told it in court, but when she talks about the way the lawsuit unfolded over the years, it really isn't accurate what she is saying. What she did whenever this happened is she hired a lawyer in Kansas City who we caught essentially trying to fix the judicial selection process to get a judge that was more to their liking. We caught them and went all the way to Missouri Supreme Court. The Missouri Supreme Court said, no, 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 we're not going to let that happen. They essentially appointed an independent judge to come in from outside of Kansas City to oversee the proceedings. We were basically trying to find out what happened that night. And here's a real kicker. Martha was not even remotely interested in finding out what happened that night. She just wanted to use it as a vehicle to beat up a business that she didn't like. That her husband was in the wrestling business. Boy,
0: that seems completely a, unlike the truth. Uh,
1: that is a lot to unpack. Considering you look at Martha Hart's uh, basement, and it's a it's a freaking container. She has this container filled with legal documents, and she still
0: has even, the hook.
1: He still has the hook that that plunged his her uh, her that plunged Owen to his death. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's you know she,
0: she book. talked about, uh, going to Kansas city and walking on the catwalk. You know, I think the kids were up there too with her, um, because, you know, she's a single mother at the time. So she had to, you know, take the kids everywhere too. So,
1: so this, it's quite the, it is quite the story. Like not just Owen Hart, but Martha Hart and how she, how she approaches, how she dealt with it, doing that own heart, like the doing that Owen. Uh, and Martha foundation and the fact that her kids are doing legitimately good, like contributing to society as well. Like Oge, the son, the oldest, the oldest son is becoming a human rights lawyer. Yeah. And her, her, the the youngest daughter, Athena, she's becoming a a journalist for animal rights. Like my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then the wrestling family, the hearts there. And then they're the ones that are painted in this sort of picture. Like it's, Really gives you a sense of perspective, like man. Well, I wrestling think can be kind of, wrestling, kind of be kind of fucked. Sometimes.
0: I think the overall line story arc of this whole season of Dark Side of the Ring was, man, WWE kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, um, I mean,
1: I say fuck. I mean, it says it's yeah.
0: Well, no, I mean, I, I a lot of a lot of the shows have focused on Vince McMahon. Sweet. You know,
1: I mean, they don't say the positive side of the ring,
0: bright side of the ring.
1: No, it's um no. There's none of that, except maybe the UW- UWF episode. That was that was something was where it the Herb Abrams, Vi- yeah, the Herb Abrams episode. A- it kind of paints Vince McMahon as somebody who more or less knows what he was doing yeah, uh, <laughs> in regards to running WWE. In contrast to Herb Abrams, where well, it was it was powered by cocaine. Oh, I think shoving, he was shoving half of Bolivia up his nose.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Vince was, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I uh, you, you never not to
1: the extent of Mister Electricity.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, they, 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 Vince was like, "Oh, buddy, balance it out a little bit. You got to go work out in the gym or something. Yeah. Come on, what are you talking about? Build a gym with neon lights and never change it for thirty years, buddy." That
1: is, that is genuine advice, and he doesn't call you buddy; he calls you pal.
0: Hey, pal. Uh, yeah, Vince. Vince seems weird. Uh, yeah, so speaking of Vince, um, well, yeah, Owen Hart. Uh, it, it's a tragic story. Like I said, um, I I said in past weeks, I remember I watched it happen live. Why? Well, like I said, there was a video package during this pay per view going on, and during it, he fell. And uh, yeah, man, it's uh him going out on his last moments. You know, telling I guess the ref was it Mike Cordera. What's it Cordera? Yeah. Yeah. He he said he he swear he heard. Someone yell, "Look out!" Oh,
1: Jimmy Cordero. Oh,
0: Jimmy Cordero. Yeah, Jimmy Cordero. Yeah. Um, he thought he heard someone yell, "Look out!" And he felt someone tug on the ropes, and something brushed by his head, and Owen fell and next to him. And yeah, man, it's uh, it, it was sad, and like that that moment when Jr. announcing Owen's death. I'm like, I remember that vividly, standing in my living room, like, like holy crap, like.
1: Scramble Vision for me. Um, it's it was. If anything, it made it even more weirder without audio. I mean, without video.
0: Oh, you just, just oh, you here. just watched it like with it all scrambled. <clears throat>
1: yeah, because flip you know, back you to channels. To the, you, yeah, you turn the you turn the channel where it would normally show pay per view. Um,
0: but you'd have you'd have to flip I, I, back I, I, and I, forth, right? And then get, no, like, just
1: leave it in there and just oh. listen. It's pretty much just a, an audio. Okay. It pre- it's pretty much a modern day podcast, actually. Um, in wrestling form, I uh, would do that for the six six-man armageddon hell in a cell um but then (laughs) rakashi into the bed of hay rakashi into the bed of hay i was talking to my older brother um last night when he 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 said he was remembering watching this pay-per-view and i said like we were watching a scramble biz and he said no we would we would order that we would order the re um the re-airing and i was like why the fuck would you order the re-airing you think they were going to show owen's death or something (laughs) did they no they were in the middle of a video remember they were in the middle of. oh yeah
0: i mean like did they i don't know if they edited it out for a future pay-per-view no i don't think they did they just showed it as is they just showed
1: it um yeah
0: i i always thought that night i'm like why is the show still going but it
1: is it is completely baffling to me that the local authority, the Kansas city local authorities did nothing to stop that show.
0: It, it, wrestling. So like, dramatic. W- you don't know what's, what's a work and what's a shoot. You know what I mean?
1: I don't yes. know, man. As soon as they, he gets carted to a hospital and the, 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 the independent hospital, like hot medical crew declares him dead. Oh, absolutely. I mean, after, absolutely. That words. At
0: that point. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: Like this is a, this is a crime scene yeah. like this, like this, this, I wouldn't expect WWE to stop the show, but I would have definitely expected the local authorities
0: to. WWE was trying to is still working in a global pandemic. Do you expect them to stop the show after just one person died and you know fell to their death? I don't. I don't think they would. They work with. They work with Saudi Arabia, dude. Like, no, I'm saying they are horrible people. Why do you? Does anyone expect them to be like? No, we should stop the show. No, they're going to keep going.
1: And it's really and like it's really sad the fact that. Owen was wanting it was he didn't want well he didn't want to do the blue blazer or he didn't want to do any of this but he felt like he needed to because he was originally going to be in a storyline with, um, with Deborah McM- with Deborah and
0: because she he, he's and, in a tag team with Jeff Jarrett and Deborah with, with yeah Jeff it was going to be
1: supposed to be a love angle with uh, with Deborah and he didn't want to do that out of respect for Martha his wife and um I mean, Meltzer said in his um in his radio show that whenever Whenever wrestling, whenever wrestlers are involved with love angles with, with uh, with uh, women that's not their wives, the wives absolutely hate it. They absolutely fucking yeah, it, which yeah. understandably, understandably
0: so. Understandably, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a shame to see, you know see what happened and 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 re re kind of relive it a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So dark Side of the ring on hard. It's a tragic story, but yeah it's. Yeah.
1: I don't know where they go from.
0: Well, you know, Martha Hart, at least she's she's doing great things for the world, you know,
1: actually contributing to society, To
0: society. Who would have thought that people can. I mean, do that? putting
1: smiles on people's faces also contributes to society, in a in a major way as well. Yeah. Uh,
0: what else we got in the news, Michael?
1: Um, injuries. Oh. Dynamite. OK. Uh, so. Oh,
0: hold, hold, uh, before we get into that real quick, did you watch the uh, The Undertaker, the, the last ride?
1: Nah, but I hey, hear it's good. It's, I hear it's good.
0: I'm like Michael Jordan, but I wrestle. Uh, no, That's it's not, cool. He's. Um... Is
1: that your is that your Mark Calloway impersonation?
0: Hi, Mark Calloway. Would you like That's... to go, Michelle, to WrestleMania with me and get on the private jet? You no. Be on your Instagram and your lady jet. No. Anyways, um, yeah. So I. Um... What was that? Anyways, sorry. Weird noises all around both sides of this. I, I I think this podcast is haunted today on both sides of the call. Uh, Undertaker, last ride. It, it, it was it was a good episode. I mean, just, you know, talk about him going back to Mania and how he wants one last match. And, you know, he that's how he wants to go out. And he wasn't thrilled. He was watching his Roman Reigns match and disgusted with it. And he was like, I bet Roman was really mad at that match.
1: Didn't he have, like, tears in his eyes watching it?
0: i I didn't notice tears
1: all i know from that documentary was they asked vince mcmahon a question saying what does undertaker mean to you oh yeah that was weird and he got alligator he had alligator i mean he normally does have alligator eyes it's like and he was just like can't do it like to our podcast listeners was like he was doing the cut neck motion yeah cut it up (laughs) can't do it nope he never wants to show weakness strength no weakness I feel like his,
0: I feel like he hides his weakness so much that uh, anytime someone triggers it, he's it just like it's like please let me out. I've been pent up for forty.
1: 40- you know that's the that's the story. He hates yeah. sneezing.
0: Yeah, oh, well,
1: he hates people. He hates it when people sneeze, and he hates it when he sneezes.
0: He also wore a t-shirt in this episode, which was weird.
1: I mean, he's working out. Ah, he has a gym in his office. I mean, not in his office. No, but in the
0: tight- office. that's the gym I was talking about earlier that that has. Yeah the neon lights and uh it looks it's like literally like he made it when he was coked out and had a million dollars and, and
1: undertaker still waits for events for the gym like he would have to wait like he was he was in titan towers and then he waited like 20 minutes or something afterwards
0: um and michelle mccool like you know she really wants to take her to get out of wrestling and you know
1: understandably and, so considering yeah. that dude has about 20 surgeries
0: for lack of a better term she seems pretty cool michelle mccool ah, she's like what what sure i'm sure yeah. they both have their ways but she seems like a a nice person at least that's how she comes off on the show
1: i'm surprised i mean i'm surprised like since like it's been that that feud with aj styles has been like so pseudo shoot pseudo work like it, it get like they weren't going to that meta where undertaker would talk about how michelle mccool does a better styles clash than aj styles
0: she does <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
1: I mean, you can only do so much with the Styles Clash. But anyway. Did she do the Styles Clash? Flash? Yeah, that was her move. That's what it I mean. I feel, I remember the, like the Internet being up in arms when that happened.
0: A cool Clash. No, I'm kidding. Nonetheless, uh, injuries you were talking about.
1: AW Dynamite. It happened last night. People fucked around and they fucked around a little bit too much.
0: Ring rust.
1: So the first of three injuries, one. One. One was uh, of Britt Baker during a tag team match. Uh, she looked, I'm just going to read it off the observer because I can't write or do anything right. Sure. Britt Baker looked to have seriously injured her right knee in a tag match with Nyla Rose, Chris, Statlander, and Hikaru Shida. Britt Baker was sitting in the corner when Statlander and Sheeta slammed Rose on her bent right knee. Baker immediately grabbed her knee and shin and continued to work for a few spots afterwards. Clearly unable to put any weight on it, Rose dragged her to the corner and tagged herself in, allowing AEW doctor, Doc Sampson, uh, to check on Baker. She's scheduled to face Statlander in a singles match Saturday. Not bloody likely. Maybe. I don't know. We haven't gotten any update in regards to that. But yeah. She was clearly injured in that
0: match. It's not a title match, so I mean, I guess they could replace anybody we'll get in that there. match. Yeah.
1: And also, Phoenix appeared to be injured following a big dive spot onto the competitors for Saturday's casino ladder match <laughs> landing hard on his back and hip on the outside of the ring. He was said to be hurting, but should be fine for the ladder match yeah. because Phoenix is fucking insane.
0: Yes. He's also <sighs> As we... Relatively young too, so... Well, they all are, but...
1: Yeah, he's going to He's going to feel that one in the morning. Yeah. And not in the morning. Today. but Maybe like in. Or yesterday,
0: whenever you're watching this.
1: And one that surprised me the most, honestly, because it was the less visible, Matt Jackson may have what? injured a rib on his left side, either a break, torn cartilage, or a bad bruise on a dive he and brother Nick did from the stand. So not only is Nick not 100%, but now it's Matt. Ooh, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, Cody can join the match.
1: Yeah, he'll work double.
0: Yeah, and, well, he's part of the elite. So, uh, when one member of the elite falls, the other Peter one rises. Peter Avalon. is uh, QT Marshall technically, he's part of the extended. No, he's from. Elite. He's
1: part of the Nightmare family. Remember, what there's is... subcategories to this. You know how, like, yeah, 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 be yeah, Part of the X Men, but then he could also be X Force. Yeah,
0: he's like, and he's like NWO Japan. QT Marshall. It's...
1: Sure. Yeah, He's still technically like that's, part. That's, that's the group you reference because it's
0: like elite uh, nightmare family, which is a part of it, and the nightmare collective is a part of the nightmare family or the whatever.
1: Anyway, let's talk about dynamite.
0: Let's talk. Let's uh, let's, let's let's just get right into dynamite, shall we?
1: Yay! We um, dynamite May twentieth, twenty twenty like those numbers. We get Leah Schreiber going over the Double or Nothing programs. One thing to note, they call Moxley versus Brody the main event, which I don't know, man. I don't know. Inner Circle arrive with a limousine. Jericho calls Marvest to shut his ass when asked what he's going to do to the elite. He gets called a nincompoop. poop, poop, you know, the like. Everyone in Daly's place except Sean Spears are wearing AEW branded masks. Um, I hope the proceeds of that mask goes to a charity and not into AEW's pockets because that's, that would be a great look John Moxley versus 10 of the Dark Order Lee, Brody Lee Enters with Mox's AEW championship JR calls it a heavyweight championship Which I never usually hear Because AEW operates with a like With a certain They operate like a certain Thing with their weight designations I.e. they don't have any
0: I think in wrestling The term heavyweight is loosely It just implies is, importance It impl- Yeah, exactly
1: so. Lee addresses the viewers at home. I, to I, on commentary. Tony doubts that the Dark Order might be a cult. Brody Lee thanks them. Wishes the faces heckling him would be adults and let him speak. asks asks, pretend to take a knee, a proper knee says he can't relate to the audience because of how cool he is. Says he's no god, but a man who has come into possession of with the AEW belt. He has to win the he has to win the title to pay off the loyalty of his dark order goons, designates Ten as a high knight of the dark order. And then at yeah, this point he, Tony says he was wrong. This is a cult. You, you know
0: this is just weird. It's just, it feels like he just took the dark order from Evil Uno and Stu Grayson.
1: I mean, they were always but then Stu Gra- Grayson and Uno, they always talked about the exalted one.
0: Yeah, but where where are they? They just feel like not a part of it. Like, who is this guy? He's the high there. knight now. Is, is he over Evil Luna? Is he over Stu Grayson? He's, I, and who's the guy I, in the turtleneck? Is
1: he's that 10? No, 10 is the guy with no I shirt know.
0: on. No, I know. But uh, I just, uh, there's so many things that just like that don't connect with what the Dark Order was to what it is now. So they're, I'm they're, super lost. They, they don't
1: know what they're doing with he, the Dark
0: Order. That's basically no? what I'm trying to say.
1: Um, I didn't like this promo. Um, it didn't help the fact that and I feel like I can say this for most of the promos, that there were there just wasn't there I feel like there needed to be silence when Brody Lee was making this promo because he was clearly flustered by the heckling actually because like with with his co workers heckling him. Yeah, it's just his co workers. There's a difference when it's an audience and you would want that heat, but then it's just when that you would rather have two hundred people you would rather have 200 people talking over you than 20 people because 20 people is arguably louder than the 200 people yeah. in, in your mind. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just if this was the pro- go home promo for Bro- Brody Lee, and I'll get to I'll get to that a bit later on to the show, it didn't convince me. No. So yeah. No. Mox enters with the no na- with no nonsense knees the face of Ten, tosses him around. Ten gets some offense, a spinebuster. Mox escapes the fireman's carry, gets gets the paradigm shift, but doesn't go for the pin. Mox then go does a gotch style pile driver, shades of his stepdad Minoru Suzuki. Doesn't go for the pin again, does another paradigm shift, and then pins him. This is nothing but a tune-up fight. Uh, John had, Moxley, Travis was pretty was was decent, yeah. it, but this is what it needed to be.
0: John Moxley reminds me of like my 10 year old self just like really angry and just like tries to act tough all the time. But that's so
1: any 10 year old.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's like any 10 year old boy who's just like watches wrestling is John Moxley. Like they want to fight everybody and they want to prove they're a badass. You know? I
1: mean, you listen to Moxley interviews. That guy is pretty much like a 10 year old in terms of excitement of what he wants to do with wrestling, with being a wrestler. Like he, he created his own his wrestler wife. and now he wants to do everything that he wants with it. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. He super kicked his wife for a roll of toilet paper.
1: Hey, man, it's hard to come by. He hard had, time. No hard
0: time, baby, hard time.
1: Uh, post-match, Mox brings out some chairs and a mic, removes Ten's elbow, and tries to break his arm with his chair. <laughs> there was a line that he said he tells him to stop. Like, he just says, stop squirming. I thought that was really funny. Uh, says Dark Order is trying to punk him out. Gives Lee 10 seconds to bring the title back, or else he's going to break his arm. Lee talks to Mox via Titantron, and pretty much says Ten is nothing is but a sacrifice. Mox then says he'll see us on Saturday and smashes 10's arm. Perfectly timed to Mox's theme, but it stops for a second, which kind of messed up the momentum. I really love the fact that as soon as he hits the chair, and then it stopped. And I'm like, I can tell Moxley was kind of pissed off about that, but what you going
0: to do? What are you
1: And that's our main event for double or nothing, which we'll
0: see. We'll see. It's
1: baffling to me. Yeah, yeah, no. Plans could change.
0: Well, I mean, we'll see if it's a good match. I don't i it trust has I, now, I it has trust, to be now i trust it it can't just has to be it, we'll see if it is this is not going to be the greatest no, wrestling is, match it, ever it has
1: it's go- no, i'm saying it's the only thing it has it's going for now at this point because the yeah. buildup and promotion will not be yeah uh oh, god damn it, my headphones are just being on one side i'm trying to fix it
0: yeah we should get sp- headphone sponsors come on guys come on beat send us free headphones
1: MJF versus Marco Stunt. MJF is sizing up Marco, just like what he, just like what everybody does to him. Sunset flip, and we were about to get an an Aloha Max, but he flips us off and throws Marco around some more. MJF sets Marco up for a superplex, but tells Tony to say, "This is what Jungle Boy's future looks like." As Tony says, "I'm not gonna say that, you big mouth, brat. Tony is really revving up the hatred for uh, MJF, like you would, to a point where I feel like we're kind of. We're kind of inching towards an angle with MJF and Tony, where he's going to hit Tony for the maximum amount of heat. You wait for a crowd for that one. You yeah, you yeah, punch yeah. Tony Schiavone, you are not going to leave that building alive. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Marco gets some comeback, but MJF gets the salt of the earth for the submission victory. Post match, MJF makes Marco. He makes Marco try to kiss the ring, but punches him with the ring because you know. Turner. it's a phrase yeah jungle boy and luchasaurus fend wardlow off and mjf uh, mjf yells out jungle boy uh no mjf yells out jungle boy sucks as this segment comes to a close which yeah this is the best mjf has looked in a streak of weeks i i think he continues to be pretty good
0: it was a match with marco stunt
1: yeah but then this is but i'm also looking at it makes and, the uh, guy the fucking
0: look like mark henry <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I'm looking on the side of how this benefits MGF, which it kind of did. It did. All right. Jake the Snake Roberts versus Arn Anderson, basically in a Tony Schiavone interview match.
0: The the family cookout dinner. Yep. The family
1: cookout dinner. Yeah. The barbecue. The two uncles getting too drunk too early, just saying anything. And that's what this pretty much.
0: You know what? I don't care.
1: They mentioned Mike Tyson about fifteen times in a span of two minutes because. Oh, Mike been- Tyson! Yeah, Mike, Tyson. Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson.
0: Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson.
1: Mike Tyson. Uh, hey, Mike Tyson. Jake says it's surreal. Jake says it's surreal to never facing Arn in the. He says it's surreal that he never faced Arn in the ring, which yeah, it is pretty surreal. Says Lance Archer is a mean son of a bitch. Asks if it's Arn's weekend pass at the retirement home. Which is funny. Uh, Arn says he's got goosebumps and said they were they're the type to sell piss ants to a fa- freight train.
0: What was it Jake uh, says, Jake says uh, you're looking a little thick over there, Arn.
1: Yeah, that's what a what a <laughs> creep. Jake says he's been to hell and back and that he's willing to go back with Arn. Yeah. Someone probably forgot their line and Arn asks him to say it again. Uh <laughs> Arn asks for, line? for some Yeah. And Arn asks for some decorum, asks if Jake is gonna get to put the snake on Tyson says Lance can take on Tyson and hope Brandy would present the belt and wouldn't mind bumping into her again. <laughs> Arne says Cody has to win because he, he is passing being to dusty son and is destined to be the leader that he is meant to be in all the wrestling. Yeah. Arne says, yeah. Arne then asks if Jake does DDP yoga because he wants him to be limber when he spines busters at when he's spine busters Jake's ass. It's a pretty hard thing to do. Jake fl- Jake flips the table and grabs Tony, and then they are separated by the refs. Uh, again, this, are they gonna have a match? That's I mean, this is in promotion for Cody versus Lance Archer. Like they're, they're gonna have this, a
0: match, I think.
1: If, I mean, they're definitely gonna they're definitely gonna tussle in the pay per view. You know, since they're gonna I just want stuff.
0: to see them tussle, like literally, like just lock up uh, 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 and just lock up for five minutes, and then
1: because that's what Cody and Lance Archer, and, and then
0: roll around on the ground, and then pulling hair and biting.
1: I'll say this: like this was the segment was good, but no. this isn't go home show good. No. Like this is something you do. I want to say the second week. <sighs>
0: Worst we're, we're we're, we're, the Time times have changed, baby. Listen, we're in a different like, era. It's pandemic era. We got to like, look at things differently.
1: I, I, I mean this, and like the Cody was not on the show. His absence was super felt. I thought this guy should have, like all the t- like he should have done one go home promo. And I think they're going to do that on tomorrow, or like on Friday's uh, uh, Road to Double or Nothing yeah. show on yeah. TNT. Um, really, that's kind of just their Hail Mary for me, actually, to be sold on this. Not only this match, but this pay per view. I just thought, yeah, this show really needed Cody. But yeah, Jake and Arn, uh, I thought this was like Shaq and Charles Barkley arguing with each other from inside the NBA. Like, I think TNT yeah. just needed that needed that quota. Yeah. Um, but like I said, this is not. I don't think this is a go home. This is what you put on a go home show for double or nothing. This is what you put in the third or second week on the build up and then the next week you would have the match with the people who are actually wrestling in that match for the TNT championship. But yeah. It was it is what it is. Yeah. Darby Allen, yep. Darby Allen student film film time. <laughs> he's with his skate friends probably playing poker. His friends are wearing paper cutout faces of his ooh, ladder match ooh. opponents. He sets a ladder on oh, fire oh, and yeah. oh, he's on it okay. and that's it. It was pretty good. Was just, you know, it's Darby Allen. It's on. Darby Allen. And then we get another video package reminding us that Pac is still alive. Uh, he's forced years. stand I'm still here. Yeah. And uh, he calls Orange Cassidy a cocky little prick as he burns some pictures. And- Didn't they
0: um, already have a match?
1: Orange Cassidy and uh Pac? Yeah. Yeah, Revolution. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's doing, he's, he's, um. He's calling out Orange Cassidy because he's fighting Phoenix, who is a member of the Death Triangle.
0: That's true. That's very PAC. true.
1: So, I agree. You know, this, it was nice to see Pac.
0: Concurred. Concurred.
1: Uh, Wang whatever from wherever. Orange Cassidy versus Rey Phoenix. Uh, Orange Cassidy walks uh, casually. Um, but he also but then as he walks casually he dodges Phoenix kick the same way he did last week which I thought was a nice callback
0: I thought he got um, hit last week by it
1: no no it's last week he got hit last week yeah and then he, yeah, just, yeah. Walk, and then he just marches around like casually dodging the kick the yeah. same the same way he did last week and I thought that was really funny. yeah uh, hands in his pockets offense from orange uh, Phoenix does this amazing springboard leg drop from the second rope baseball slide onto the camera from Phoenix oh, um, Orange Cassidy gets a uh, gets monster offense tornado DDT for an earfall, diving DDT to Phoenix jumping corner powerbomb from Phoenix muscle buster bomb gets countered into a pin attempt on Phoenix air raid crash from Orange Cassidy I'm just naming moves because that's all they pretty much did here um, and then Kip Sabian gets a ladder out to distract um, Orange Cassidy and the ref as Phoenix low blows Orange Cassidy to a Phoenix cutter for the one two three this match man you give these guys five more minutes and a crowd, they would have burned this fucking place down. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope this isn't the last we see, but we see between these two and it probably won't be. No, um, no. So the post match, Corey, the SCU tips, tips, the ladder over. So Kip Sabian can do a scary ass looking fall. Uh, and everybody involved in the ladder match, just fight each other. Phoenix does an outside dive and lands straight on his back. As I, we described, uh, earlier in the show considering his possible injury but apparently he's fine because you know again fucking crazy then Cole cabana comes out he doesn't know moon moonsault on everybody and then oc does a dive off best friends as they celebrate on the ladder man i thought lance archer was working two matches on this preview because in this segment everybody died
0: uh, i get it
1: yeah and speaking of, uh, it's, you know, just we're not until we're not done with injuries. Chris Statlander and YouTube sensation Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose and Doctor Britt Baker. Yeah, do you see Hikaru Shida has a new YouTube channel? She's no she's getting in, She's getting in on that Oscar money, man.
0: You, you got rank in on that money? Well, Oscar's pretty good. She does like some editing now, and she yeah. she super sans up sometimes. And
1: she does outdoor camping on the backyard. But we're not here to talk about Oscar. No, I'm talking about Hikaru Shida.
0: Not yet, at least.
1: Uh, Tony can't put his finger on what makes Brit Baker so evil. God bless him. Uh, they added lyrics to Nyla's song. Not a good sign for Sheeta coming into the pay per view. Uh, Sheeta wants her candlestick back. Like she just points at it, like, "No, no, give me that. So I, I want it.
0: It's mine. Like, please, I need
1: that. I, paid, I, I still haven't paid the deposit on that.
0: Didn't Nyla give it back to her last week? She's like, "Found your candlestick, bitch."
1: No, nah, she, she took it. She she clearly has it with her still.
0: Oh, so she was like, "Here it is." Yeah. Stole it.
1: Uh, bell hasn't rung, but Baker runs into a kendo stick as they were doing a they were doing like a, a tug of war yeah. with the kendo Sheeta oh, and Nyla yeah. were doing a tug of war yeah. and then Britt Baker just runs into it. And then Sheeta Stat double team on Nyla. More pa- uh, pounce to the ounce from Nyla to stat. Baker gets forced to tag in. Hate wait, hate? Why didn't I put right hate? Oh heat gets built. Heat, heat gets hot tag and comeback. Elevated apron knee strike on Baker. Those fans Stalin were pissed. Ha- Statlander has Nyla on an electric sh- an electric chair face lamp followed with a missile drop kick from Sheeta for a two count. Then Nyla gets tossed onto the corner on Baker, who seems to have landed straight to her knee, which messes her up for the entire match. Like as soon as this happens, this match just falls apart. Yeah. Like you would to a point where I feel like Baker was probably like was probably into like written into the finish of this match, but you lose Baker. What the fuck else do we do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Baker has her knee tended to by do- Dr. Samson. A very, very rough-looking destroyer attempt from Sheeta to um, Nyla Rose because physics. Uh, then a beast bomb on Sheeta for the pin and win. Sheeta getting pinned going into the title match. Again, I feel like that was – like if they were going to do that – But did she go would...
0: over in the go-home? You know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah, but then like I would – I would think that it would be Statlander and would be taking the pin at this point.
0: Yeah. Well. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So this match fell apart, but then it's to a point where I can't really criticize it too heavily, considering how how much like this like this this injury from from Baker just kind of it 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 was it everything fell apart. Yeah. Uh, then. Post-match, Sheeta gets pinned. Okay, Nyla sets up Sheeta for a splash on Sheeta through a table, but gets a superplex from Sheeta instead. Everything was a mess. So, yeah, Sheeta gets her heat back.
0: Yeah, Sheeta puts uh, uh, Nyla through a table, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. superplex. Superplex. (laughs) Yeah, and then you see Stantlander tending to Sheeta afterwards. It was nice. John Moxley is with Alex Marvez. He says everything is a reduction to violence. Two hundred eighty pounds, upside down, forced to the ground. And Brody Lee will go down.
0: Yeah, he rhymes.
1: Well, I don't think he rhymed. I think I just did that unintentionally. Oh, we will have nothing but a 3 We'll have nothing but three-piece suits and a bunch of dudes in gimp masks. As if he doesn't have that already. Uh, Sean Spears does a Randy Orton 2002 gimmick uh, with uh, Sean Spears News Network. The I SSN. fucking hated this. My, my headphones are also are still being an asshole. Uh, reports that Dustin Rhodes has retired from wrestling, which Sean concurs showing true journalistic integrity with zero bias whatsoever uh, says swallowing pills would be familiar to dustin Jeez, and he wants a match a double or nothing preferably against dustin Rhodes. commentary team questions if the spears dustin matchup is going to happen and then right afterward they get a graphic confirming the match like <laughs> okay no um, well this um, was such like it. wwe like,
0: this is so wwe though this whole segment
1: yeah but then at least like jr took it in the chin at least like like whenever they act like it's wwe like It's more just like, okay, I guess we're going to do it.
0: I was hoping he was going to say, well, that was entertainment.
1: I mean, was it entertainment? Corey, you seem to have opinions about this segment. It was
0: kind of funny, but it was just so like WWE. It just, I don't know. I didn't think AEW would do something like exactly like that. So it was just shocking to see that.
1: I think they're just trying things with Sean Spears. Um, I thought, I mean, I think he did a pretty good job with it. I'm not sold on the sold on that. I, I, i don't i even question if this is gonna be a thing week two like a week after like is it gonna keep it, going might, be, this? it I might be it might
0: be a one week thing just to call i think they're to just some. gonna just like, nip it like in the bud
1: just, they're just flinging stuff and see what sticks yeah uh they go over the double or nothing card tony amps up the hatred towards mjf as i
0: Ooh, as i mentioned i hate before. you mjf you're so bad i'm tony shivani
1: and then they announce next week there's a battle royale, and the winner faces the TNT champion on June 3rd.
0: You know, uh, royale with cheese in America is called a quarter pounder with cheese.
1: I did not know that, Corey. No Sammy Guevara video promo says Matt was trying to kill Matt Hardy, was trying to kill him with the golf cart. Goes over the past two weeks, Vanguard dying and all that. Main event time Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy. The exalted, not the exalted one, Damascus. Broken, Matt Hardy. They walk and brawl on the outside. Matt drills uh, Sammy's face onto the post, which you can lovingly see in our thumbnail. Sammy gets thrown into the barricade. Uh, Matt does a twist of fate, but Sammy lands on his hands and kicks Matt on the back of his head. JR says, Matt Hardy has wrestled for 27 years. Sammy Guevara is 26, like me. Uh, Sammy went for a cutter, but is countered by Matt. Bret Hart corner bump from Matt. Matt bangs Sammy's head onto the top middle and bottom turnbuckles like it it was really funny it was like you ever seen that movie the raid there's a part in that movie where this he just bashes somebody's head like in multiple levels of someone's wall, okay, yeah. the wall. Yeah, okay. and then you see sammy where he's get his head gets bashed on the top turnbuckle and then the second turnbuckle and then the third well
0: he turnbuckle. did that in uh in wwe too i remember
1: okay yeah, yeah i guess
0: but yeah it's a cool move i like it
1: uh, side effect for a two Sammy misses a shooting star press and gets a twist of fate for the one two kick out surprise. I thought this was the ending of the match uh Matt removes Sammy's shoe and just bites on it um just hes Gross. I guess I guess Quentin Tarantino booked this match. Springboard cutter off the top from Sammy for a near fall. Another shooting star press. Roll over pin attempt for two. But Sam, Matt sets up for the twist of fate for the pin and win. Post-match, Matt gets a chair. But as soon as he's about to hit Sammy, Jericho appears on the Titan Tron with Brown Powerful and Hager as they beat up Omega. First off, this match, uh, Hardy uh, Guevara. I, I really – I didn't think this match was great, but I still – think that sammy guevara is great
0: yeah he's great the way
1: that he handled himself in this match with somebody like matt hardy like matt hardy he's no as as much as good as he looks he's no spring chicken but to see sammy guevara really go toe-to-toe and really maintain at least maintain my interest yeah you know him being as entertaining as hell um him landing on his um his hands for the twi- for the for those twist of fates like he's man that kid will go far he I remember thinking that um, what's his name? I forgot his name. The guy who removes his pants.
0: Oh, um,
1: Angel Garza. As much as I think that guy's like more or less than like the next Eddie Guerrero, I see a lot more.
0: Why did I think Fandango think Sammy Guevara? Did He's Fandango remove? They, they have
1: they have similar looking pants. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it was an alright match. Yeah. What did you think of it?
0: It was, it was, it was a match. I mean, I, I watch AEW in the background, you know what I mean? So I wasn't paying super close attention to the match. But, I mean, Sammy, Vergara, Sammy Guevara is good. Matt Hardy.
1: Sammy Vergara. is
0: my, Yeah, Sammy Vergara. That's,
1: that's my cousin.
0: Um, is it really? Do you have a cousin named Sammy Vergara? No. Oh. Uh
1: yeah. Post-match match so cherub- against yeah, yeah, Young Bucks make their, um I'll just, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Post-match, Matt gets a chair, but as soon as he's about to hit Sammy, Jericho appears on the Titantron in the stadium with Proud Powerful and Hager as they beat up Omega. Like, they just, like, he's tied to the, like, the the goalpost, and they just, like, throw water at him. Like, Jesus. And then after that, Young Bucks make their return to make the save, and then out, so so they all brawl at everybody, and then you see this lone shadowy figure running Get bigger and bigger across and across across the across the field yeah. around the 60 yard line and then you see and then you see out in the distance and about the 60 yard line you see motherfucking adam page run all 60 yards in less than 10 seconds god damn it lariats lariats the hager to i mean that was probably my moment of the night yeah um, hangman adam page he's back motherfuckers
0: he's back and he's better than ever
1: Ah, uh, they stare down and jaw-jack each other as we get a zoom out of the uh, a zoom out of the buck of the bucks. Matt Hardy and Omega posing for the elite sign as the BTE theme plays. While well, Hangman just walks off in the distance. So all He's is probably gas well. running
0: sixty yards. He's like, yeah. I, I can't look gas in front of the camera. In
1: cowboy go. boots, yeah. nonetheless,
0: and his jeans and his cowboy shirt, his '80s early '90s cowboy shirt.
1: Yeah, is it early nineties or is it, it eighties?
0: Like it seems very early nineties to me. Late eighties, early nineties to me. Uh,
1: I like how that guy I, I like how he never wears a cowboy hat though. Uh, I you notice that? Oh like yeah, yeah, account, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's very subtle.
0: Maybe like a trucker yeah. hat one of these days. But they'll be like, take yeah, that. That was home. his
1: original That like, he used to do that oh. in ROH. He would maybe you subconsciously said that when you uh
0: didn't even know that Im-
1: when you Google image search Adam Page no, at three A. M.
0: Didn't do that. Didn't do that. Not at all. Not me
1: wouldn't be me either uh yeah that was uh aew um i'm gonna say right now um this is the as as a go-home show um i asked you this last week i'm gonna ask you again are you sold on double or nothing will you be willing to pay 50 dollars for this pay-per-view uh uh, you don't come on like just
0: i don't know yeah like if i had money in my account (laughs) if i had 50 bucks to spend on it yeah i would uh, you know that's the only uh, that's the only factor at play.
1: It's a tough it's a tough sell. Honestly, so fifty dollars for it's yeah. that's not that's not something to scoff at in these times, no, um, no, no. or at least you know just throw away at this time. And I'm, if I, I was I, a
0: lottery least, winner,
1: if you want to go over the card a little bit,
0: what we got? I'll just read it out loud. Yeah. Double well. nothing. AEW twenty
1: twenty. Um, We're gonna have to get too much. Into you're
0: gonna read out what you're typing out loud. Is what you meant, right?
1: Yeah, and I lost connection with my mouse. Now I have to use my trackpad because Magic my mag, the magic, Apple's Magic Mouse is a piece of fucking shit. All right, Cody versus Lance Archer. Tournament final for the inaugural AEW TNT Championship. I, the more Archer. I think about it, the more you think Archer should win it, and I would agree with you, but
0: Archer I, think is there would be,
1: I, I think there would be a lot more upswing if Cody wins it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, yeah. I know you have that mentality of having, oh, we can't have 2 face champions, but why the
0: fuck not? No, I didn't think that at all. Why why the
1: uh, the fuck not? I think Cody – honestly, I think it would be a lot more – it would serve a lot more if Cody wins this. I can't – I don't want to see him lose again. I don't think Lance
0: Archer should be slayed right now.
1: But then, I mean –
0: It's pretty much
1: it. Then I guess guess it's just more or less don't book the match, but – is dumb well, Cody, game game. Cody
0: booked himself in a position already where he can't challenge for any world title, or he can't <laughs> challenge for the world title. So he's already booked himself stupidly with that. So what's to say? I mean, he's it's not, gonna...
1: not stupid. It was more or less built, brings intrigue to the – at the time, I didn't think it was stupid. I thought it was a meaningful stipulation. Cut back to the
0: stupid. podcast on that date.
1: It's yeah. dumb. It's dumb. Uh, yeah, everything's recorded. Uh, but, yeah, I think Cody should win. You Go think ahead. Lance Archer should win? Yes. MJF versus Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, ah, MJF. I
0: mean, it Sorry, seems like Jungle they're Boy. putting MJF over a lot, so it, to make Jungle Boy look strong. I mean, they
1: haven't done squat with Jungle Boy other than Marco Studd getting his ass kicked.
0: I think Jungle Boy should win.
1: Jungle Boy can win
0: i think it's he should possible. i think he should uh is this
1: your apw bias
0: no well yes but no <laughs> uh mjf has like been really been put over the past couple of weeks and for him to go over on jungle boy is like okay but for jungle boy to go over on him is like whoa he beat mjf okay this guy but then you can't they mess haven't,
1: but then jungle boy hasn't other than if you don't watch Road to double or nothing like if all you do is watch dynamite jungle boy is kind of whatever you know what I mean? They had all. I'm saying is that they just haven't done much for Jungle Boy in the right. Of this.
0: And that comes from the so, perspective of somebody who just watches Dynamite. Is yeah. So like and yeah, no Jungle Boy. Should, it seems like whatever right now. But if he does beat uh, MJF and have a great match, it'll be like okay, this guy Jungle Boy, watch out for him.
1: But it's but if they but then that would just but then if all they did was build up for MJF on Dynamite, it would just be kind of counterproductive.
0: No, I mean you're building up the heel for the the good guy to take out. Well, oh, nonetheless, I yes. uh, we okay. guess we agree to disagree,
1: Michael. Moxley versus Brody Lee. Moxley. No, I mean Moxley. It Moxley. has to be Moxley. I, again, like I said, Da-na-na-na-na. all the, all this match this has going for is the match itself now, because to me, honestly, they kind of failed to build the build yeah. this up to anything meaningful. You said it last week that Brody Lee is not. You're not sold on Brody Lee. No, and I was willing to wait. I was willing to wait and give Brody Lee more chances than he probably should have, but given how he was presented in this show, on this show, I he stinks. It's a it's a swing and a miss, honestly. Yeah. And they and they and they apparently have no idea what they're. doing. I mean, they they they're doing something, but I don't think they are really seeing this. Yeah, well. I don't know, man. A ladder match for a future AEW World Championship match. Darby Allen versus Colt Cabana versus Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix versus Scorpio Sky versus Kip Sabian versus Frankie Kazarian versus Luchasaurus versus TBA. Who do you think is going to be the mystery opponent?
0: Uh, Who do they have signed that we haven't seen? Brian Cage. That's the only person I can think of. Yeah,
1: but then he's also injured. And do you want him to be in a ladder match first? First match. Do they
0: have like a really strong guy in there besides Luchasaurus?
1: Um.
0: I feel like this is like the, the, the hair-waving like, oh, podcast. Like, we're both doing Dude,
1: it's, it. we're all in our fucking quarantine haircut, dude and I'm looking at it like I'm <laughs> look like Jim from The Office. Look, well, I don't look like Jim from <laughs> The Office, but... Yeah. yeah um, I want Phoenix to win. I I think I, Darby I think Allen will probably win. What else could it be, though? None
0: of the WWE guys can show up, because they're still in their 90-day no-compete. Um, dude, what
1: the hell? Um... Scorpio sky.
0: I, I I think Scorpio sky could win it. I mean, to give him another shot, but
1: like he's the, he's the, he's the out of, out of nowhere uh, winner. Yeah. You know, he's the dark horse for lack of a better term. And
0: if you, um, if you turn SCU heel, you can have them kind of be a legitimate threat to the title.
1: I mean, um, I feel like SCU should have been healed a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to, okay. So out of these nine individuals, I'm just going to give my three, which is Darby Allen, Scorpio Sky and Ray Phoenix, yeah, most likely. Nyla Rose versus Sakura Sheeta, no disqualification and no countout match for the AEW Women's World Championship. So there must be a winner. Uh, I want Sheeta to win because I just think there's, more. like I said, with same the same with Cody um, versus Lance Archer, there's a lot more upswing in the face going over in this match. I want Sheeta. Like I think Sheeta is ready for that position. Yeah, um, not even though it'd be a little bit too early for Nyla Rose to.
0: I don't know. I like Nyla on the take, mic sometimes.
1: Yeah, but then she just she doesn't really bring much other than
0: character, other
1: than her character. Yeah. It's like that's all she kind of has. And if you really want to build this, if you really want to up this division, I think you need to bring match quality up. And I feel like you could you're able to do that with Karoshida. But yeah. I mean, unless and she's and you can there, move on to other you know, heels,
0: you know. But
1: it, and there's also more heels to but, work with. But if Britt Baker, Rose,
0: if Britt Baker is is going to be out now, then if you can't have Britt Baker, um, Harashita later down the road. I mean, it doesn't
1: have again. Like this is AEW. Like they AEW don't have. 80. They're not. They're not. They're not bound by like face versus heel dynamics. You can have a face versus face. Yeah, sort of
0: I, I know what you mean, but that's what they said. But at the end of the day. There's going to be faces. There's going to be heels, and uh, they fight each
1: other. Uh, DeBallion, private party versus best friends. Uh, private party: Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn versus best friends: Chuck Taylor and Trent. I think best friends are going to probably win this. They they've been building them up for yeah. quite some time. I think
0: they're going to take the titles from Hangman Page and um, Kenny Omega.
1: Yeah, sure. Why well, not? Best. Well, I like best friends. I think they're. I think they're kind of underrated. Yeah. To hey, be honest.
0: And uh, they,
1: they kind of they they kind of deserve it. I wouldn't be mad.
0: If Trent did. is a very world renowned wrestler. He's a great wrestler. You know,
1: he went to Japan.
0: He's wrestled in New Japan, WWE and um, AEW now. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears, the, a.k.a. the fuck it match. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think this is a match. Dustin Rhodes just needs on his win column. I don't see Sean Spears winning this, but he definitely could. I don't know. Yeah. No. Think about that. Think. I've been saying we've been saying this a lot now as we go through this card. Like, yeah, sure. I don't know. Like, what? is this is this fifty dollars? Does this sound like fifty dollars to you?
0: No, it doesn't. I'm sorry. It really doesn't. Yeah. uh Some of that. Uh, and
1: then what uh, what I consider the main event of this of this night, uh, Stadium Stampede match, the Elites. Matt Hardy, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson versus the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz. This should be a spectacle. Um, I, This and the latter match are probably going to be the two matches I'm most looking forward to. I don't think that's necessarily a, a very hot take. Um, yeah.
0: Well, you know the uh, the the stampede match. I mean, it's going to be cool because it's all around the whole arena. You can separate the guys and do five different kind of fights.
1: They, I feel like it's in their best interest to go fucking crazy. I
0: think this is their response to Money in the Bank. Yeah, you know they're okay. You want to do Titan Towers? We're going to do the Stadium Stampede.
1: There's some crazy shit's about to go down. Honestly, like the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of sold on oh. wanting to see it.
0: Yeah. Know? Oh, well, uh, yeah.
1: But yeah, double learn nothing. It's going to be
0: fun. It's going to be a good time had by all this Saturday, May 23rd. Right, 23rd? Yeah, May 23rd on your local pay-per-view provider. Check your local list. BR listing. Live. Uh, BR Live this weekend double or nothing W I three. And, and as far
1: as post shows concerned, you're going to be out of town is that what you need to choose we'll, we'll talk
0: we'll talk we'll talk later let's talk off okay. air no, but not, i will be out of town this weekend it,
1: not promising anything in regards to post shows will yeah. we'll i say anyways
0: let's uh, let's talk about nxt shall we
1: yep uh let's. let's let me just move
0: this so i can see my face and my notes at the same time there we go uh, kicked off with a uh, graphic of course for shad Gaspar and loving memory of him uh but the first match in the carion cross uh has his match tonight against Liam
1: Liam That's
0: yeah it? I don't know they didn't say his name, but his trunk said Liam so i i go I go with uh Liam.
1: Again, carrying cross. aka, okay, oh, I'm so angry.
0: You know, it's weird because Scarlett's not singing his or not lip syncing the whole intro now, so she does lip sync some of it, but not she'll
1: lip sync when she feels like it, Corey. Oh. That's how angry they are.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. Um but it was a complete squash match. The cross jacket to Liam, which is basically a headlock. Um, he gets submission victory over Liam. After the match, Daddy returns because out comes Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa introduced himself to uh, and Cross and said that everything in this arena belongs to him. Ciampa says that there's something special about Cross. He's seen it in him for a while. And Ciampa then uh, gets into the ring and says that even though Cross is special, uh, so is he and tells uh, him at TakeOver it's going to be them two going at it in a match. And then Ciampa just walks out with no music. And it was really weird say, and very quiet.
1: This. You ever played. You play Doom, right?
0: I've played Doom.
1: What when whenever uh, Karrion Cross does his engines where his like arms are up, it's like he's like, look, look at me.
0: Yeah, I see you. When he
1: gets his arms up, he reminds me of one of the enemies from Doom. He reminds me of the Archvile. Ah. If I didn't have, if I didn't have, um, if I still had Creative Cloud, I would have, I would have done some editing done to really intersperse those two together. You should get he, that. He again. reminds me of the two.
0: Anyways, uh, that's,
1: that's all I got to contribute. Karyn Cross, he, he, his gimmick of being angry and showing all his teeth. He's
0: like they're like he's,
1: go, he's good. I've always championed K- uh, Killer Cross for a very long time. It's just yeah, it's got it's got that WWE NXT stank on it now.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, what was it B Block match for the uh, the Cruiserweight Interim Championship Tournament. El Hijo del Fantasma versus Akira Tazawa.
1: Is it me or this feels like this has been going on for like six months now?
0: (laughs) It definitely feels like a G1. (laughs) Uh, Lucha Libre versus Puro Resu uh, styles here. Even uh, Natalia calls it out. Uh, running sent on to Phantasma, which is a really cool spot going into the outside. Frog splash to Akira Tozawa while he's on the apron. Tozawa has a fantastic uh, German suplex. I mean, literally.
1: Phantasm suplex?
0: Uh, uh, it's fantastic German suplex on Phantasma. Uh, Tazawa then goes for a springboard Spanish fly, but Phantasma reverses and drops Tozawa on the turnbuckle directed on Tozawa's knees, or his ribs, I'm sorry. Eventually, Phantasma hits the Phantom Driver, and he gets the pin and the win. Phantasma wins the B-block in the G1. I'm sorry, the Cruiserweight Interim uh, Championship uh, Breaking news. Red Ro- uh, Red Robin Tournament. Uh, Breaking news.
1: Tw- uh, Ric Flair resigned with WWE.
0: Whoa. Now what kind of dream matches will we see from Ric Flair?
1: Uh, death. They'll probably have a really big, you know what? That's, I don't know, man. Uh, that's, that's, but that's I, no, It's news. interesting. It's interesting to see that because, like, Undertaker just resigned. Also, I think he signed a fifteen-year contract with WWF, cons- and then so so he'll be seventy when they when he doesn't.
0: And Ric Flair is seventy.
1: And Ric Flair is seventy, so he may have just signed the rest of his life away to WWE.
0: A, ambassador. I mean, because
1: because because I'm assuming that contract is just He'll forever. Get,
0: he gets forever. He, he gets to go to events and be like, "Listen, baby, this, no, that's that's Dustin or Dusty." But, you know, uh, oh, I just
1: read that. This is
0: style and profiling.
1: Eleven sixteen. 16 go. Good for him. He says, "Limit the and Ryan, Jeff Lyons style and profiling. Then now forever with WWE. So forever, right on." Justine
0: you know, uh, El Hijo Den Fantasma wins the B block in the Cruiserweight tournament. So
1: yay
0: yeah. uh, Thatcher video package says last week the uh, he left the riddle circus he had so much fun he wants to do it one more time but no pinfalls he wants <laughs> to either circus he wants to end and either knock out or tap
1: out so pretty much a, um, a, a Josh Barnett blood sport match
0: yes uh, I, that's how I figured
1: how are you not looking forward to this no that's
0: how I figured it I didn't say I'm not looking forward to it
1: okay but you weren't last week.
0: No, I wasn't last week. I mean, it's seeming more and more like it's going to be an MMA cage fight, not like an actual cage match.
1: From two people who knows how to fucking do that. More more for riddle, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: And then, we had a Shotzi Blackheart video package. which from
1: Oakland, California? (laughs) By
0: far, I fucking thought this was amazing. Uh, I loved it. I didn't know what you were talking about.
1: I think it's... Do you have...
0: What do you have written down? Uh So Shotzi, she's on a tank. She says she's from Oakland, California, and she's about one thing. TCB, taking according care of, of business.
1: According to Wikipedia, she's from L.A., but yeah, you do
0: Yeah, it. She's mostly from Oakland, California. She's, she's trained. She's lived in Oakland for a long time. Uh, most people like to take Uber, she says, but her, she rolls around in a tank named Blondie. Oh, my God, dude. And then she says, This is what I'm going to do to the women's division. I thought she was going to blow some shit up. And I was like, Oh, please blow some shit up. That would be awesome. But no, she just starts. She's
1: going to Darby Allen the entire thing. It's just going to be like effigies of just the women's division. So
0: she starts rolling over these cars. And she's like, Yeah, that's uh, Chelsea Green. Stupid makeup. Which I thought that part was kind of dumb. But nonetheless, I I loved it. She she calls out every heel woman in NXT. The.
1: She has a really good voice. She has does. Really good look. She does. The line and her delivery of those lines, I thought were f- super fucking crazy. Oh, she
0: said, "She said she, um, she, 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 her dad showed her motorcycles." Then, so which... the
1: next logical conclusion is tanks. I'm gonna.
0: No, it was punk her rock. More... It was punk rock. It was punk rock after that, and then punk rock led to wrestling because it's natural transition.
1: I think she just likes oh. the movie. Tan- I think she just likes the movie Tank Girl. She's was, a real was there... Lori Petty fan.
0: Well, you know, I, I tried to watch that movie once, but
1: yep, everybody <laughs> did. Everybody tried.
0: Uh she howls, and it was a segment, and it was great. I loved every second of it.
1: I was cringing throughout.
0: Next and, up, what's up?
1: Yeah, Oakland, California. I mean, she does give out. She really does give out East Bay vibes. Like she's somebody that you'd run into in the Mission on Friday night.
0: She um she trained in the same gym as um uh,
1: Sammy, yeah. not Sammy. Uh, uh,
0: Mont- uh, Manny Faberino Manny. Not yeah. Sammy. Uh, Mia Yim versus Santana Garrett. I feel like Garrett is the woman of a thousand gimmicks. She's
1: she's she, a mechanic.
0: Well, she was a mechanic, and then she like dresses as a superhero one time, and then another time she dresses like this time she's dressed like a referee.
1: She's the spa- She's the Sean Spears of the NXT Women's
0: Division. Uh, this is a sh- short match. Uh, protect your neck to Garrett because she's apparently paid to take squashes. I don't know. Uh, Mia Yim gets the win, but the highlight of this match is afterwards while they're playing Mia Yim's theme music, <laughs> and you just hear Johnny Gargano, I'm the am the HBIC, <laughs> he's singing along with the, the theme song. completely absurd. Oh, he's, he's great. He's great. Selfish. I love it. I love yeah, listen, the music. New- this is
1: the direction that they're taking with him, he's going all the way with it. Uh, him, he seems to be having a lot of fun
0: The Gargano's come out to the ring um, Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano They come to the ring And uh, they feel that uh, Yim dropped the ball And uh, want to show them what it happens in their NXT when someone drops the ball then Gargano kick-
1: knows a thing or two of, of dropping
0: the ball oh! uh, Yim kicks Gargano out of the ring LeRae attacks from behind yim knocks uh yim knocked out of the ring with the assist by gargano out comes keith lee because you know they're friends wink
1: yeah i was gonna say you
0: can't, <laughs> I mean, um uh yeah podcast
1: first remember that
0: lee and yim scare off the gargano or sorry yeah keith lee and mia yim scare off the garganos and uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no scary people They'd
1: like And, like, didn't he, like, fucking, didn't, like, Mia Yim, like, kick Gargano in the face or
0: something? Yeah, yeah. Well, she knocked him out of the ring first. Uh, Then we go to Cameron Grimes' video package, which was pretty, I thought was a pretty good video package. Cameron Grimes, he's screaming and yelling. He says Grimes is a, he's bragging about beating up Balor last week, I believe, in a Florida cornfield. Because, you know, when you think corn, you think Florida. Um, He doesn't care about anyone and thinks it's Grime time. So... I'm starting to, he's starting to win me over a little bit. I'll be honest.
1: Harding. Like, did you not watch his matches?
0: No, it's just his racist tweets from years ago that just keep popping up in my head.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's a good reason.
0: (laughs) They just keep popping like, oh, he's good. Bam. There it is. I'm like, ah, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Then we have Mackenzie with Drake Maverick backstage. Uh, He's tired of people second-guessing. He's tired of second-guessing himself. He said he's tired of people giving him TED Talks or a TED Talk or whatever. He's going to go out there. He says he's going to leave it all on the line tonight. And then we have Roderick Strong versus Dexter Loomis, Um, which I think is really funny because... Uh, Roderick Strong comes out to the ring And Fish and Adam Cole come out with him And Cole says to the camera next week We're going to have the one-year championship uh, Ah, ah, you're scaring me like Dexter Loomis uh, He's going to celebrate his one-year championship reign next week I feel like this is a makeup for his longest championship victory Which was supposed to ha- be had a couple oh, weeks ago fuck. That's what ha- happens to Dexter Loomis You just don't see it happen
1: oh, yeah I hit my knee on my desk.
0: Um, so, like I said, I think this is a makeup for his. Remember, he was breaking a Baller's record a couple months, like a month or so ago. And they were going to have a celebration, but it, Adam Cole. Okay. Uh, stop doing your hair on You're on camera. I
1: know. Uh, That's how I see
0: it. You know, they're talking about. Anyways, next week, championship celebration, one year. Uh, Adam Cole. Morrow says Loomis uh, wakes up in a cold sweat. But he means that—that that means to him it's a good night's sleep. So I just thought you guys needed to know that. It was a very confusing looks like
1: line.
0: He sweats a lot. Uh, this is a very slow match, starting off with a lot of holds. Loomer looks good visually, but he is greener than my stool sample. Uh, Olympic slam to Loomis, followed by a kickout. Don't give me that look. I need more moisture. Watch
1: the video. Watch the video version of this podcast. <laughs> See what Michael looked
0: like. When uh, he, but anyway, talked about
1: his stool sample.
0: So Roderick Sean gets this unique pin on Dexter Loomis, which I thought was a really cool pin that he did because he kind of like flipped him around and twisted his legs and kept his shoulders down. But Morrow's going on. He stole the victory. What, what are you talking about? He stole the victory. He did not steal it's a
1: wrestling it's, match. The main point of a wrestling match is to pin somebody on their it, shoulders. Thank you.
0: He did his job. He was the better wrestler.
1: I don't know why this needed to go down as it did, honestly. You could do a fucked finish. This is what they're for.
0: Yeah, this was a legit clean pin. I mean, I don't know what they're talking
1: about. They build up up Sam Loomis or Dexter Loomis. Dexter
0: Loomis. To
1: this sort of person, but yeah.
0: uh, After the match, Cole and Fish. uh, Well, what happens? Roger tries to leave the ring. Dexter Loomis applies his headlock. Then out comes Cole, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, to try to break it up, but they can't get Loomis off of Roderick Strong. Then out comes Velveteen Dream and complete undisputed era gear, which really threw me off. I, I know he does things like that, but it's just random. Oh, man. So they're 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 an item, I guess.
1: I think they're just a team up, and I just feel like why, like Loomis, like super, like he was kind of instrumental in the whole. He, he, he factored into the finish of the Adam Cole title match. Why would Velveteen Dream team up with Loomis after that? I have it's, no idea. It's, it's, it's super confusing to me. Also, this is your main title picture for NXT. This is just... Is it, though? Uh,
0: Are we going to get Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole again?
1: I think so. I don't know. It seems to be the most likely... It's thing, crazy to think. That we go
0: uh next up we have uh uh, lorkin and birch i believe yeah oh no sorry during the break phantasma he's driving away wearing his mask and a suit uh he wants to congratulate tozawa who's just walking home i guess and uh he says you know thank you great match and all of a sudden the other luchadors show up and try to kidnap tozawa they are fend off by phantasma I, i don't know where they're going with this it makes no sense to me
1: Oh well, we'll give it a. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll have to wait. We'll
0: have to wait. And next up, we have Lorkin and Birch, and Jesus, I don't know why, but I'm really starting to love Ever Rise. Just because, like, legitimately, they have an awesome theme song. Their Young Bucks rip off gear is great. Uh, what
1: it, rip it, off gear? It's just the, It's just that that um, that Montreal.
0: No, no, they have new gear. They have new gear. Oh, okay. It's very young buck, young bucks esque. Yeah, sorry. It's I, like I, young I, bucks meets I, the nasty I, I boys. That on this match. Um and I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, it was pretty much a squash match. Uh, Lorcan gets the single leg crab to chase Parker for the tap out victory, and yeah, there you go.
1: They're um, they're building up Lorcan and Birch for most likely the. Imperium Tag match with Imperium should be a fucking banger. That'll
0: be a you know? bangers and yeah. mash. <laughs> oh, I'm so funny or hungry. I don't know. Uh, next up, uh, Keith Lee with McKenzie backstage. Uh, he challenges Gargano to take over and he tells McKenzie, go tell the world. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Riddle responding to Thatcher. Um, he says he wants to up the stipulations in the match. He says he wants to do it in somewhere that they're both very familiar with the cage. So, like I said, I don't think this is going to be a regular wrestling cage match. I think this is going to be like the lion's den match.
1: I was going to say an octagon.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: It's a fitting tribute. To they got Owen space Hart. for
0: it. They got space for it now. I mean, it, there's no fans in the performance center. they could put it in a different room. Or put, even put it off to the side, you know? So. And then we have an uh, A block match Kushida, or, sorry, Kushida versus Drake Maverick. Uh, Kushida, I mean, this guy wrestles circles around Drake Maverick. Um, eventually, at a certain point, Atlas comes out to ringside to cheer on Maverick. Feel like at a certain point, Atlas is going to turn heel. That was heel. a
1: giveaway, dude. That was a fucking giveaway. What?
0: Atlas coming out? Yeah. Well, I I feel like he's going to turn heel eventually, but I don't know why. Of
1: course they will. Because he works for WWE. They want all the games to be bad people.
0: Uh, Multiple palm strikes to Maverick. Uh, This is a match where I felt like I knew the outcome, but just wanted to end quickly. Um, So I didn't like, I don't know. It seemed like Kashida was going to win.
1: They're not going to turn heel. They're not. Jake Atlas is not
0: Maverick uh, refuses to quit. Uh, triangle applied to Maverick. Uh, Kashida keeps trying to work the arm, going after the triangle, trying to apply the triangle, trying to apply the arm bar. And then they have this sloppy transition off the top rope where, you know, the, he tries to apply the arm bar, but they kind of fall weird. And then Drake pins Kashida. So that was the yeah. end of the match.
1: They, so, again, Jake Atlas showing up. This was a dead giveaway that this is going to be a triple threat match, which I don't know. I thought, you know, if they were doing round robin, I always admit, again, this is I'm saying this as New Japan rules, but Jake Atlas beat Drake Maverick. You would think advantage. The tiebreaker would be that. But
0: Akira Tozawa beat Jake Atlas. Or sorry, not Akira Tozawa. Um, Kashida beat Jake Atlas. But but uh, Drake. No. But it, yeah, it's like a circle of them beating each other
1: it's rock paper scissors
0: yeah exactly so uh next week again
1: they're gonna have a triple
0: threat match and I think the most common the most logical thing for it to happen is uh Kushida to win this match and go on to face Phantasma
1: and think about this though this is just it really puts things into perspective this is for the cruiserweight championship interim (laughs) an interim cruiserweight championship and you know you have Akira Tozawa like yeah he lost his block match but then like that the fact that he lost that that Monday night that I'm still always going to bring up that Monday night Raw match against Ginger Mahal with Akira Tozawa where when Akira Tozawa lost against Jinder Mahal yeah. on Air Raw like that's my investment of this tournament just flew out the fucking window.
0: Uh like so I said next week we'll see Atlas versus Kushida versus Drake Maverick. The winner will go to face El Il del Fantasma uh, to become the new. Interim cruiser weight. I'm probably having to take over, I'm guessing.
1: Lucha Cartel. Will they factor into the finish of the Yes.
0: Game? Yes. The whole Lucha Cartel. You're so you're gonna see Walking Wild come out. I almost said Walking Phoenix again. Um and uh oh and um um Raul Mendoza. Raul Mendoza. That that's who got kidnapped, right? That guy's been kidnapped for months. He was kidnapped when there were still fans.
1: Let's hope they're feeding him well.
0: Jesus, it's I also like so. that.
1: it's it's not like that episode of um breaking bad where yeah.
0: No. Uh, next we are and then next up we have a Damian Priest video package uh, I mean he just says he wants Finn Balor take over, pretty much when I went after Balor I thought it was an opportunity he is the former universal champion the first ever so I don't know I, I I'm not sold on this guy man every week it's just he bores me
1: Damon Priest, the yeah. Archer of Infamy. Are you telling me the guy who does fake bow and arrows, and at the at the other end of that bow and arrow, flames come out? You're telling me he's boring.
0: Yes, I am.
1: I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, that description should have sold you. So by itself,
0: him and Balor are going to have a match at Takeover because you know you need a non-title match at Takeover that that has some heat behind it. And then the the how
1: hot it was! I needed a drink of water.
0: The main event of the night was Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, it, it was a decent match. The two women going back and forth, exchanging strikes, holes, and slams.
1: Was there some did Maro or anybody in the commentary said that these guys, these two ladies, never faced each other before?
0: Uh, I didn't notice that.
1: I think someone said that, and I'm like, did the May Young Classic never exist?
0: Oh, did they face each other in the Mayon Classic? They
1: faced each other in the Mayon
0: Classic. Well, you know, WWE likes to change history. Um, uh, Let's see. It's a decent match. Uh, Shirai hits... um, Apparently a today on Rhea outside the ring. Uh, well, she knocks Rhea outside the ring. Out comes Charlotte Flair. Uh, Shirai and Rana's Rhea into Charlotte. Charlotte hits Shirai with a big boot in the ring. DQ finish and spear to Rhea Ripley. I thought it was a decent match up until the fuck finish. I think Charlotte needs to get out of NXT. I don't like her in NXT.
1: sure I defeated Rhea Ripley in the semifinal match of the Mae Young Classic.
0: Well, that was old no Rhea figure. Ripley. That wasn't punk rock.
1: That was That was two metal. years ago.
0: Yeah. So that was NXT.
1: Charlotte Flair, didn't she appear? You said that, right?
0: Yeah, she appeared and oh. she caused the DQ and she sucks.
1: It's just, it's just, sir. It's just, she doesn't suck. I take circle. that back. No, they're all very talented. Oh, well, Ray Ripley, I could take her lead, but you Ryan trying Charlotte Flair, I think, in my opinion, that should be the program. <laughs> I,
0: no, think I just, Rhea Ripley should, Charlotte, I don't know, something about else her.
1: doing something else.
0: Whoa, bro. It. Whoa, calm down yes. over there.
1: Is not like
0: stop unvelcrowing your I don't know your leather anyways well that was NXT that was aew dynamite right? that was uh um,
1: they got a takeover soon right like, uh, it's June not, 7th it's yeah not this week but um... no two
0: weeks I think two weeks from Saturday night
1: okay it's in your house right
0: uh so no it, it no it's happening at the performance center
1: <laughs>
0: that was a joke
1: but is it called in your house yes it's
0: NXT okay. takeover in your house um so yeah uh it's mm. gonna be fun um what'd you
1: think of this nxt does eh? yeah
0: maybe it, it, it was another week i think the, the I highlight
1: opinion cory you gotta spice things up man well everything I, this
0: everything... week this week is just a meh week johnny gargano i pointed out the things i like johnny gargano is i don't want to say
1: meh like it's been oh i thought you meant for this show for for nxt yeah it's just meh.
0: yeah Yeah, I mean it was what it was They they had some highs, they had some lows But it really didn't do much for me this week So, Uh,
1: I'll I'll say the same thing about AEW Dynamite Um,
0: On our old metrics I wouldn't go out of my way to watch NXT this week I would give it one flare chop
1: Okay That's I gotta gotta consider the scale of that If it's just one flare chop and you're telling me Meh
0: What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah So we'll see what happens this weekend. Double or nothing's happening. You know, follow at least one of us on social media. Follow you on social media. Only one of us. Mike Vergara, Mike Vergara, man, right?
1: You're either either team Michael or you're either team Corey.
0: Whoa. Well, we should do something for Survivor Series like that. I don't know. Anyways, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at cwr five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye.